Hello and welcome to the State News Sports Roundtable. I'm your host, Eli McCowan. Today, I'm joined by our women's basketball reporters and Devin Anderson-Torres and Sean Ryder to discuss some women's basketball. So what's going on, guys? Eh, not much, man. Not too much. So, Ryder, you've been on the podcast a few times lately. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of becoming a regular guest. It's a regular it's getting guest. getting interesting, yeah. Devin, first appearance since the gambling one. The gambling one. Yeah. It hasn't gone well since then. Infamous no. podcast. Infamous. It was, it was a great one. And we have some a uh, little bit of breaking news, and apart from the NFL Combine, Brian Lewerke had the biggest hands out of all the quarterbacks at the Combine. At how much? 10 inches, or 10 inches and yeah, I can't say that right. Ten and five eighths inches. His hands were that big. Apparently, an inch and five eighths bigger than Joe Burrow's. Well, that's yeah, I the, saw Burrow had like one of the lowest. He had like nine ish. Nine inches. Yeah, nine inches, like on the dot. I saw that, and then um, Jake Fromm. What was he? At? He was at like nine and eight something. Something I think? like that. Yeah. Brian Lewerke, biggest hands at the combine. That means. First overall that, to the Bengals. That means the only stat that he will beat Joe Burrow in is hand size. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, is I think Brian Lewerke is going to do fine. I, think he's, I don't think he's going to get drafted, but you know what? I think he'd be a solid. I think he'd be a pretty low grade backup. Probably going to bounce around practice squads and stuff. But good for him. Good for him. I wholeheartedly disagree. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. Maybe the XFL. Maybe the, Maybe XFL. the XFL. Hey, right. nothing wrong in that. Which, that that's a, that'll be a nice comeback for him. I like that. It would. All right, so yesterday Michigan State brought their rivals in, from Ann Arbor into town, and they came up a little bit short last night. So what did you guys see last night in, in the women's basketball game? I mean, we can kind of say it was kind of, like, indicative of, like, what they do sometimes, yeah. I yeah, mean, for sure. So. Um, I mean, the story of the first half was definitely uh, Michigan's Nas Hillman. I think she was the freshman of the year last year. She yeah. scored, what, 26 total? 17 points in the first 17 half. 17 points in the first half. Just kind of uh, had her way in the paint. I think Michigan State was out-rebounded total by 20, and Nas Hillman played a lot in that with the 13 boards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we also saw a Michigan State team that had a lot of fight in them in that, that third quarter, that patented third quarter comeback that they tend to do. They brought it against Michigan and turned a 15 at 1.18 point deficit into a one point lead in the fourth quarter. Um, but towards the end there, they just kind of ran out of gas and, you know. They sent like Amy Doak to the line like what, four, three times or whatever yep. in the final like six minutes. I mean, she just started racket points out, so. Yeah, Amy Doak had 14 attempts from the free throw line. I think she had like at least 10 of those in the fourth. But I mean, looking at it, they didn't even Michigan didn't even shoot that well from the free throw line. No, I'm, no. but they, I mean, they, they, they got their 30. They had 39 shots from the free throw line, exactly. made 25 of them. So I mean, they were shooting 64. percent I mean, that's not great. But I mean, and then another thing I'm going to ask you guys about just looking at the box score. I didn't get to watch the game last night. I was planning on watching it, but I didn't get to that. They like it seems like everybody who plays major minutes outside of Julia Aroll like was in major foul trouble for Michigan State. As oh well. yeah, I had yeah, for sure. Everybody in the block: Kayla Bellis, uh, Tyre Parks, four quick fouls. Mm-hmm. And, you know that's a game changer, especially when they've been really emphasizing um, post play in the last you know three wins that they've had. Their post Kayla Bellis has been really strong in that performance. I think Nia Holly stepped up a little bit, um, filling in those minutes as the. Um, 
experienced leader. Um, two for four, four points, a couple assists. I think she um, handled the game pretty well and didn't let that pressure overcome her like some of the younger players might have. But other than that, yeah, that Kayla Ballas and Tyre Parks being out was a major factor in Michigan being able to withstand the Spartans' punches. This was the first time since 2014-2015 that Michigan has swept Michigan State. Only the fourth time in history, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, this was I – mean, I think it, it was a turning point almost. Like, this kind of feels like, you know, this has been a really off season for them when it comes to injuries and everything else. But that se- it seemed kind of monumental that this is the first time in quite a long time that this has happened. So we talked – we heard uh, Coach um, – Marico Kim Barnzarico, oh yeah, um, for Michigan talk about it, and I mean she really broke it down. She said that like she does feel like the tide has legitimately been turned, and a lot of that just comes down to in-state recruiting. I mean right now Michigan State has, you know, what seven in-state players from Michigan, I believe. Michigan's got none right now, but even then, they're still like working on in-state recruiting. Um, Barnes basically said also that she built the program her like Michigan in Michigan State's model she studied what they did she tried to do that and now it's working for her so do you guys think this is a backbreaker for the rest of their season going forward kind of just losing this one in a hard fashion no I really don't I mean I mean I would say that it definitely hurts especially their chances if they want to make the NCAA tournament and don't win the Big Ten but as far as their season goes they have a little bit of time left big 10 tournament left they showed some fight but um Terry McCutcheon said last night that it doesn't matter really how much potential they have left at this point it's like do or die they have two games left they can finish 500 in the big 10 which would be pretty impressive considering you know they're out two all-americans that Shay Collie's played this is their seventh game we'll talk about that in a second Shay Collie returned last night yeah. but um I don't think it make or breaks their season I think they've been pretty um, inconsistent throughout, and they still have a chance to bounce back. And then you were just bringing it up, Shea Collie returned last night. It was her first game since December 28th against Indiana. She went down in one of the first games of the season, and then um, she was out for a while. So what was her impact last night? I mean, going forward, her impact's going to be huge. I mean, she took some time off for the state with the Spartans to – go play with the Canadian national team, rehab with them. And, you know, she's a good player. She was a Big Ten preseason um, first team. And, you know, her her impact on the court is going to be huge, but I think her impact also off the court is pretty important. Um, Tara McCutcheon talked about last night um, how Shea Colley's return, you know, meant more than just her two points that she scored. I mean, Shea Colley's a great teammate. She, um, you know, knows basketball really well. She's a leader and... You know, with her on the court, it just brings a whole other ni- dynamic and dimension to the Spartans team, especially going forward with the Big Ten tournament so soon. If Shea Colley is able to, you know, ramp up those minutes, it's going to be a difference maker. Then also last night, notable news from it, Mel Tucker was in attendance, making his rounds once again to another um, game outside of just football, obviously, where he comes in. Dropped a relentless line in there, I believe. Awesome. Yeah. And what was his, what was his impact or coming in last night? Um, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just cool. Like, 
we looked over around the baseline. It's just oh, place Mel Tucker and Susie Merchant yeah. talking it up. I mean, Mel Tucker's there. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say it was like well, it obviously didn't change the game any or anything. It didn't like change that, the game, but like you, I mean, it was a big crowd yesterday too. I mean, what the upper level was open for the first time I've seen in a, a hot minute. Yeah. Game. Um, yeah, it was opened up and crowd was loving it. So it was just nice. Oh yeah. Um, last night was the uh, Sunday night was the pain game for the women's basketball team where they just kind of um, inspired some breast cancer awareness. Everybody was in pink, and um, Mel Tucker talked a little bit about that. Um, He said, you know, it's great to see so many people here supporting breast cancer awareness. He talked about, personally, his sister-in-law, Rhonda, is a breast cancer survivor, and he kind of finished that with, so whatever we have to do to support breast cancer awareness, let's do it, and let's do it together. Go pink and go green. And um, I think, as far as Mel Tucker goes, a lot of his... um, you know, morals are about, you know, doing stuff together. So I think he brought that, you know, not necessarily to the game for, you know, Michigan State women's basketball, but to everybody there affected by breast cancer. I think um, he made an impact. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So moving on kind of from the Michigan, Michigan State basketball game, which is obviously tough for the Spartans. Moving on to, I mean, this is the first time we've been able to talk women's basketball on the pod. So we'll talk about their season a little bit. I mean, if you're unfamiliar with them, Injuries have just been the story all year long. So, Taryn's had Taryn McCutcheon, senior. She's had her injury issues with her finger. Broken finger for two months. Yeah. Um, uh, Tori Osmond has a concussion not too long ago. I don't know how long she was out uh, for. She was only yeah. out for like yeah. Days. She was back like what they played Purdue on like a, like a Monday or yeah. Thursday or something. Yeah. She was right back on for yeah. Northwestern I think after. And then I mean Coco Gaines. She's been out for how long now? Uh, oh, Coco Gaines really. is out for the season. Yeah, yeah, she's been out for a long time. Shay Colley just returned. Madrika Cook tore tore her ACL. I'd say that was like one of the every injury is bad, but like when like Merchant talks about how like a single injury can affect that team, I think like she like that really did trigger a lot of stuff. They were in the middle of a losing streak when it happened. It just kind of sucked the wind out of them. Well, and this isn't the first major injury Madrika Cook's had either. No, this is someone who's had just year after year. It seems like kind of like Kyle Arns for Michigan State. Yeah, it seems like year after year she just has. An injury, it's something, but you know, and it's really unfortunate. So, if this team did stay healthy, how much do you think that changes? I mean, nobody really knows. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Um, obviously, potential wise, this team has a lot of it, but I don't know how much the freshmen would have been able to develop with exactly. without those injuries. I think that these injuries actually, you know, as much as you want to win championships, go to the NCAA tournament. The freshmen got a freshman sophomores got a lot of experience this year, and moving forward, you know, they just raised their own ce- ceiling. I mean, that these, much more. Yeah, these freshmen. I mean, Maura Joyner, Ju- Joyner, Julia Irel, <laughs> they all look really, really good, man. Like when, like, and not everything's perfect, but not everything's gonna be perfect. I mean, they have a lot of responsibility. They're handling it really well, and. It's gonna be like very, very interesting to see what this team does for like moving forward into the future. I think they have to learn a little bit more, um, you know, closing out games. Re- like this is their first Big Ten season, realizing what the Big Ten's about. Yeah. In that fight, and I think that they kind of, um, you know, got taken aback a little bit throughout it, just because it's intense. And but because they're getting this playing time now, I think it'll be a huge help. I think Coco Gaines was a huge loss for them. When she was playing at the beginning of the season, she was kind of their anchor in that defense where whereas like now you you had to rely on Caleb Bellis and mm-hmm. you had to rely on Tyre Parks, who's also a freshman. We talked about a little bit about, you know, 
just you, there's a lot of good that comes with tire parks, but she has an issue with foul trouble. Yeah. And there's other things, and just having Coco Gaines would have been that senior experience. They lose that. Shay Colley, I mean, this season, like you said, she was a first-team All-American. She's been out most of the season. She played the first few games. She played a couple games in December, and that was kind of about it. She finally returns for Michigan. It'll be interesting to see her impact going forward. Um, and, I mean, Taryn, I mean, the finger thing, was that on her shooting hand? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, that's not easy to come away with either. She's also had back injuries too. I'm pretty sure that's what Merchant said. Some uh, ankle stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What what game was that? That was um, Maryland or Northwestern. Yeah. Where she rolled that ankle. So, I mean, it's been tough. I think it was for at, her. at Northwestern where she rolled that ankle pretty bad. But um, even yesterday, she goes down, ties for a loose ball, comes up with a cut on her eye. She's got to leave the game for a minute. Yeah. I mean. So, how many games do they have left for the rest of the season? They have two. Two. And then it's Illinois, and who's the last one? Penn State. At home. So, they're both at home? Uh, Illinois at in Champaign. So. Okay. So, going forward now, you got two games left, and then during uh, Michigan State spring break here, they had the Big Ten tournament. What does this team got to do to get in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, win, it. win the Big Ten yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. I mean, short. Um, I, I mean, like, there's been stretches where they've looked like a team where it's like, this is a team that could go on a run. Yeah. And, like, the first half, like, yesterday, that's not a team that's winning the first round. That third quarter team yesterday, that's a team that can do a lot. But they got to show it through the whole what, 40 minutes of the game. Exactly. So if they don't win the Big Ten tournament, you guys think they're out? Yeah, there's no – I really don't see and It's it. just going to be hard to justify a women's team going in there with, you know, potentially 14 wins max. Yeah. It's making the Big Ten tournament. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to me like how much the narrative changed because I remember going at the beginning of the season for Media Day, and the the vibe within there was this is going to be a team that wants to win Big Ten title, and like in the regular season that was their goal, yeah. and that was what they wanted. And it just it's crazy how quickly that just it, it flipped the, the script got flipped, yeah. and it was it was just trying to survive until people could start to come back, and they yeah. and it just it's unfortunate. It yeah, really is. that's in, injuries will do that to a team. I mm-hmm. mean, even with all the injuries, they're still sitting mid Big Ten. Uh, yeah, in a, which, real, in a really tough conference, the Big Ten has eight bids for the NCAA tournament right now. It real, I mean, yeah, like it is a testament to like who they are, their coaching staff, like everybody on board that like they're still above five hundred yeah. because they weren't for a minute there and they battled back pretty hard. So, so. What are you guys? What are you guys looking for come Big Ten tournament time? You guys will be traveling down to Indy for that one. So, yep. what, what are you guys looking forward to in that mat, in the in those? What games are we looking for? We what are we looking for? What are you to? looking for with that team? What do they need to do? I think you said it perfectly. Be consistent for forty minutes. Yeah, be I mean, the same team going out. Be aggressive all the way. I mean, and I think that we're gonna see a little bit different of a state team come these last two games and then into the Big Ten tournament because you know. You got some seniors that, you know, these are their last couple games. Yeah. This is what they're fighting for. So, I mean, if they can bring that mentality and imprint it into the freshmen throughout those games, you can see something happen in the Big Ten tournament. I don't I don't want to count this team out despite the injuries. I think that, you know, they're still a team that can make a run. Yeah. So, looking ahead to next season now, so this year you're going to be losing Taryn, Nia Holly, Coco Gaines is – out for the year and she's going to graduate. I don't know if – I'm not sure how many games she played and how exactly that works. I don't know. Maybe she gets some kind of medical redshirt or something like that. I might yeah. be speaking a lot of turn here. But um, Shay Colley also will be graduating. So, I mean, 
it does Nia Cl- is Nia Cloudon returning, or is she? Yeah. Oh, Cloudon will be back. Yeah, she, she'll be back. back. Yeah. So you have those those four gone for sure. You have Nia Cloudon returning, and I, I look at the core coming back with Tyre Parks, Mo Mo Joiner, who Sean loves, Julia Arol, who's been balling, and Tori Osmond, Caleb Ellis. You have Kendall Bostic coming in, who's the number sixty-seven recruit, according to ESPN right now. Where's she from again? I think it's Indiana, if I'm if I'm recalling correctly, but I could be wrong. But looking at this core, I mean, next season I think you're gonna see a lot more Eliza Winston going forward with Taryn graduating, moving on. Yeah, and she's somebody who, when she was playing earlier in the season, she's somebody when they were talking about her, they were like or Taryn and some of the other guards talking about, I hate practicing against her because she is so fast and she's so pesky in the defensive end. And she is one of the fastest players I've seen on the in the women's game. She is just, she's, I mean, to drop a Mel Tucker quote here, she's relentless. You know, I mean, and I think that she's going to be a big part moving forward. Tyre Parks is a huge physical presence underneath. Yeah. Um, and you have Susie Merchant, I mean, leading it one of the better coaches in the country. I think this team's going to be really interesting going into next season. I mean, yeah, you said it yourself. If you look at their core, you got Cloudon leading the charge, Joyner, who's going to be a great four-year player for this team. I mean, great. Yeah. If you look at how she's playing right now, you can't stress enough how big she's been as a freshman guarding Lindsey Pulliam. And she guards the best. Yeah, yeah she, she, she guards does. the best player mm-hmm. on the, every, every team as a freshman, and you can't stress that enough as far as somebody who comes out and wants that. Still got Kayla Bellis, Tori Osment, and I mean, somebody less talked about is probably um, Julia Arrow, who is just yeah. freakishly athletic. When she's on, she's on. Yeah. Like people forget she's a four star. Like mm-hmm. she goes off. Yeah. So and she can score. And um, Susie's talked about it throughout the year that you know you have Taryn as your main scorer, Taryn Nia as some of your main scorers. Julia could have been that third throughout this year, but I mean, she was sick a lot of the time. Yeah. She had a lot of sicknesses. Um. But, you know, looking forward, she's going to have to be a scorer. And, you know, like you said, people forget she's a four-star. She can score. I mean, I someone who wa- got to watch Tyre Parks kind of go at it, I, I was impressed by her, but her biggest thing is staying out of foul trouble. Yeah. I think that's a big thing for a the lot whole, of them. Yeah. I mean, she's they're, straight they're, up. Yeah, they're pretty undersized as far as a post goes. I mean, compared to, like, the Nas Hillmans of the Big Ten. Um a lot of it's going to be scrappy, so they got to figure out how they can be scrappy and avoid that foul trouble. And, I mean, just going forward, I feel like you have to – I mean, we've talked about the coaching staff, how incredible it is that they're even – where they are, considering all these injuries, it's impressive to see where they are now. I mean, this is a team that easily could have just said – threw their hands up and said, well, I mean, what are we going to do? Injuries, right? And then always look back on it. But they didn't. And I think part of that is Susie and her – uh, attitude, you know, like, and you can see it in her press conferences talking about Batman and Batman. Just she has a lot of interesting things to say. I mean, she's been, she's, I have faith in that team going forward next year for sure. I, I yeah, I mean, Susie Merchant. It's, I mean, I won't even question her. I mean, she's she's one of the best in the game, straight up, and she knows the score in and out. So, yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about going into next season? Um. I don't know. I think cover a good amount of it. Um, definitely gonna miss Tara McCutcheon next season. For sure. Um, you know she's been a leader on this team through her injuries. And I don't think you can overstress enough how um, important these last two games are to her, just to finish above 500. And you know going into the Big Ten tournament before we look forward to next season, 
still got a little bit left in them. So now, or what games, what time's the Illinois game, or what day is that going forward? That Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, Wednesday. Probably like 7. So Illinois, from talking to you guys, is a team that struggled as of late. What do you see going into them, going into that game in Champaign? I see a completely winnable game. Yeah, completely I really winnable. do. I mean, it's tough on the road. Spartans have not been great on the road. I think they're, if I look, I think they're like two, three, and seven on the road. And you know, obviously, you're in Champaign, tougher crowd. Um, yeah. But it's a winnable game. Illinois is at the bottom of the Big Ten. Yeah, and I mean Illinois and Penn State, they're yeah they they are they both in a cellar right now. So I think, you know, obviously like like you kind of talked about this last week with like Nebraska, it's like they don't have a lot to play for. They want to mm-hmm. like go out and like finish the season strong or whatever. I still think they get it done. So. Yeah. You think these next two games be used as a trampoline maybe in the Big Ten tournament? Give them a little motivation going forward. I think they need to be. I don't know if they will. Mm-hmm. You can't really um, predict it with how inconsistent the season been, and that's not really a testament to. Uh, you know, the Spartans will. I think the Spartans have that. It's more of um, that will through the 40 minutes. Yeah, sure. So next we're going to move into some Susie Merchant trivia. So my famous trivia trivia we got going on here. I'm going to turn the computer so you guys can't see what we got going on here. So first question, where did Susie Merchant, where was Susie Merchant the head coach at before Michigan State? Eastern uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, it was Eastern yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. That's an easy, That's that was my little underhand pitch to you guys here. So how many NCAA tournaments has Susie Merchant took the Spartans to? She's been here for what? 13, 13 years? years eight? Right? Yeah. Eight? Nine. Nine. Oh. nine. Close. You were close. Oh. So close. But it is nine. So what is the longest run in the tournament that they have made under Susie Merchant? It's Sweet 16. Sweet 8? Sweet 16. Mm. In 2006 and 2009, they made it to the Sweet 16. Their longest ever was in 2005 in the Final Four, but that was not under Susie Merchant. But now we're going to kind of wrap up with our picks of the day. So, Devin and Ryder, you both had kind of a rough uh, night on Saturday night. We did. We did. We did. Uh, Wilder Fury. Yeah. I don't think you can really say anything more than that. If you watched it, you know that it was a massacre and we had wilder and we had wilder and we both getting massacred yeah i mean i i personally sitting back and seeing the group chat go off i was sitting there i wasn't watching the match i was sitting in my room i'm pretty sure i was watching the office back at home and uh seeing the group chat it was a pretty entertaining night considering all the texts that we got all the hype leading up and then the eventual downfall it's a heck of a day man i mean a lot of toledo talk you know yeah wilder (laughs) good stuff yeah well that's good stuff so now our picks of the day. So I'll go ahead and start. None of the college basketball games looked appealing to me at all. It's, it's a tough slate. And one of them that I considered was Louisville plus two and a half at Florida State. Not a big Florida State believer this year, but I, I'm not a huge on Louisville either. So it's kind of like I'm going to stick away from that one. But my pick was the Miami Heat over Cleveland. They're minus six going into Cleveland. Andre Drummond just, or it was reported that he told teammates that it was worse in Cleveland than Detroit. And anytime you say that, that's pretty terrible considering where the Pistons are. We we were talking about this earlier, and I actually didn't think of it at all. So, like, that's actually a good pick when I'm thinking about this because Beyond's not coaching that team anymore, right? Nope. Who's, like, the interim? I don't know. Yeah. I have, I have no clue. I can't imagine 
they rally and just start rattling off wins like that just because Andre Drummond said he didn't want to see John Beeline's face around the facility anymore. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and then the Cavaliers players playing, like, songs on purpose that had thugs in it and yeah. stuff, and it was like, oh, man, this is – the the downfall of Beeline happened so fast and is really sad to see considering, I mean – at U of M, he was a great coach. Phenomenal. He's been a great coach throughout his career. He just had one colossally stupid move in an era where that's going to get nitpicked to death, and yeah. rightfully so. I mean, I, 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 was, I remember being – I was in high school in the class when he decided he was going to dip to Cleveland, and I was just like – that was probably one of the most surprising things to me ever, leave, him leaving U of M. I figured he'd retire there. Yeah. And kind of like him and Izzo would kind of ride out into the sunset together, considering their friendship they kind of have too. But it's been interesting. But I do think, I mean, Miami's rolling right now too. The Heat with Jimmy Butler and their, they, they've, Bam Adebayo is one of the up and comers in the NBA. He has been great this season, not getting talked about enough, frankly. Uh, But yeah, I I think they're going to just demolish. I don't care that it's in Cleveland, they're going to demolish them tonight. But Ryder, what have you got? Yeah, um, so I'm pretty intrigued right now. Um, I'm always interested in early season lines. I think that's interesting, like to see how good a like you know a book actually is at predicting it. Um, I'm looking at spring training slate tonight. Oh it's starting boy. at 1:05 p.m. So the Mets and Nationals are already well underway. But uh, these are mostly afternoon games too. Um, every single line, every every single spread is one and a half. At every single spread. I feel like you could do yourself a service somehow and just take every single game just kind of picking and choosing for like 10 on each. I think you'd have a good day. So I would do that. And then also, I like Norfolk State minus one and West Virginia first half minus three against Texas. Norfolk State, you're pulling that one out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't, like, I, I don't do any sports gambling, but I could not do spring training. For whatever reason, I can't find the uh, line for it, but I also like the operation tonight against, I believe, Drake. So. Gotcha. I just, I can't do spring training, though. I can't do it. I just, there's so many random little things that could happen during spring training that I just, I... Oh, there's so many random little things that could happen in the regular season. Yeah, I just... It, it, I don't know. Baseball is just – I love baseball, but not something I could go into. But, Devin, what do we got going on? I'm not going to make a single pick today. <laughs> <laughs> I had never made a pick prior to our gambling pod. I'm 0 for 2. A pretty brutal 0 for 2, I yeah. would say. I mean, well, that Suns – yeah, that was that, they blew that. They, they blew did that. They blew it. And, I told you. They did and I think that. that if the Wilder Fury fight spoke for anything – Besides Fury just demolishing Wilder and Wilder not looking like himself, said I shouldn't be making any bets. That's fair. Because I was brutally wrong. That's fair, Devin. I mean, I'm going to take this time as an announcement that I'm retiring from sports gambling. (laughs) Um, I'd like to thank the couple weeks that I was introduced and learned about it. It was a pleasure having you. But it really was. It's my time. Two games going on two weeks. You know, this is a celebration. Thank you. What is it, my bookie? Um, uh, yeah. Whoever. Bovada. Whoever does all those bets, thank you. I don't think I ever placed one for you, but it's over. Well, Devin, 
I want to just say your two-game gambling career, may it rest in peace. It was a, it was a hell of a run. I got to give you that. It was a run. It was a run to say the least. And you know, I thought that the Wilder fight would give me um, some energy going into the to my future. Did the opposite, and I think it's t- it's a sign. Gone too soon. I, th- I think it was a bust. It was a bust of a career, but you had a lot of had a lot of promise, but just fell off the cliff but i want to thank you both for hopping on the podcast today to talk some women's hoops and um we'll be back well we won't actually i just got to think we will not be back next week we will have a week break we'll be off for spring break i'm going up to milwaukee to see my bro oh, yeah. where are you guys what are you guys doing for spring break uh, well it'll be in indy you know be oh ready. that's right be ready, be ready for the emergency pod yeah, emergency yeah. pod. Emergency pod. pod. We'll be calling you up. You got a hustle studio. All right, sounds good. But I want to thank you guys again for dropping on, and thanks everybody for listening. Yep.